You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You hear that? That's the sound of fresh bacon sizzling on the grill here at Eggs Up Grill. Hear that? That's one of our new delicious grilled melt sandwiches. And that's a burger hot off the grill, ready to be served. Mm-hmm. And that's the sound of it being served. At Eggs Up Grill, we serve tasty lunches like mac and cheese bowls, sandwiches, salads, wraps, plus all our delicious brunch dishes. Here you go. Enjoy your lunch. Hear that? That's us being happy to see you. Eggs Up Grill. It's everything to make you smile. This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs is sponsored by AAA Heating and Air. Attention homeowners, due to upcoming government regulations, the current energy efficiency ratings for HVAC systems will change. Current inventory cannot be sold after December 31st. As the year 2023 starts, customers can expect to pay an average of 30% more for a new HVAC unit that will meet the new government regulations. So what does this mean for you, the customer? There's no better time to purchase a new HVAC system. AAA Heating and Air must empty their warehouse to make room for the new systems. No deals will be turned down. With their 15-year parts and labor warranty plus guaranteed financing, they have made it possible for anyone to get a new system. Call today and enjoy your new home comfort as quickly as tomorrow. But you can only get this special deal by calling 803-677-1500. AAA Heating and Air wants to give you their best deal possible on a new HVAC unit, but you have to call today. 803-677-1500. And tell them you heard about this deal on 107.5 The Game's Gamecock Central Podcast. AAA It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Fireman with Pearson Fowler. This has been in the works for a while. We're really excited to officially have the Gamecock Central Hour. Chris Clark. And JJ has accepted an invite to the Senior Bowl already, which is awesome, uh, the Reese's Senior Bowl. And Wes Mitchell. Um, I think he's well above 200 in the, like, a 210 range. Uh, um, a dude in the weight room, too, like from a strength standpoint. On the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. Game. Two minutes after 11 o'clock, it's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Pearson Fowler here, Preston Thorne, Wes Mitchell, Chris Clark on a football Friday, a basketball Friday, a Veterans Day Friday. It is also 11-11. Um, do y'all get excited about that? Like, I, I remember when it was 11 11 11 It was like something people talked about. I guess it's not that right now. In uh, nine minutes. Huh? In nine minutes, it'll be 11-11. Oh, I guess I meant like in 2011. No. You know, stuff like that. I don't know. Are y'all shout, into, numer- are y'all into my, numerology? Well, shout out to my wife. Her favorite number is 11. Her high school number. Oh, cool. So she's a big 11-11 okay, person. Okay, wait. More important question, Chris. What's your favorite number? Uh, 11, because that's my wife's favorite number. Okay. Preston? Wow, good answer, Chris. Uh, <laughs> she must be listening. Maybe. Mm-mm. That's what you do when they're not listening. You don't right? have a favorite number? Not uh, really. Not really. Don't have one. I don't think I do either. I, if I had to give one, I'll maybe give two. <laughs> I don't know. Such a random number. Well, that, was a, that was a Chris is Jersey literally number. mocking your I know, favorite he's number. At, he's no, laughing no. at my number when he doesn't even have one of his own. He <laughs> took his wife's. Well, that, that's our family number now. My kid's favorite number. We adopted it. Huh. Wait, how do you not have a favorite number? I don't know. Do you have a favorite color? Gray? 
That is random, too. Okay. <laughs> Everybody paused. Okay. Um, all right, cool. Well, 11-11, that doing anything for y'all? Anything special on 11-11? Aren't you supposed to, like, blow an eyelash or something? Make a wish. Silly like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah whenever, like whenever the clock... Uh, yeah, there we go. We'll, yeah. we'll make sure we get that done. Anyway, a lot going on today. Too bad. Not unusual to have two basketball games as well this Friday. Um, so, of course, uh, plenty of uh, interest there. If you guys have any thoughts on that, we touched on both the men's and the women's last hour. Uh, but a lot of Carolina football here as the Gamecocks get ready for the Florida game. Um, you know, I, I've uh, just I'm having to go so far to maybe this is indicative of what the matchup is. I'm like twisting myself into knots, trying to think of something interesting to say about the game. But I who am always about identity, do what you do best. Don't worry about the game plan. Don't worry about what the defense is, you know, this, that, and the other. Just do what you do best. This feels like a game where if Marshawn Lloyd is not traveling or if he's not 100%, which would be my guess at this point, if you made me bet, is he on the team playing right now? I'm going to say no with actually no information. I have no information in general. This is a game where Spencer probably needs to have a career high in attempts for Carolina to stay in it. And I don't, I don't say that lightly because I think Carolina is at their best when they run the football. But this just feels like a kitchen sink kind of game. And, and frankly, the kind of game that is the reason that you go out and get Spencer Rattler. Because Carolina should not win this game on paper. But if he can find some magic and if he can win a game that Carolina is otherwise probably not supposed to win, then it will have been, it will have been worth it to go get him. And to this point, it hasn't really been in my opinion. Wes, is that akin to a, a baseball team going out and getting that one left-handed pitcher for that one game or something. Is, it, is, that, the, is that the argument that Pearson is trying to make? I, I think so. Now, I think originally going against Spencer was akin to going to get DeGrom. Like you're saying, gotcha. we're going to get our ace. Okay. And that's the guy that's going to carry the team. Um, I, I, still, I still think it was worth it to go get Spencer Rattler. I really do. And um, I will say this. I was listening to the Gators Online podcast riding in. Um Spencer has a history against Florida. Uh, played them in a bowl game. There are actually several guys on that team right now still that played against Spencer when he was at Oklahoma. And um, they've got a little bit of revenge on their mind because he absolutely ripped them in the bowl game. I think that was Cotton Bowl, I guess. Um, obviously, lots of different, completely different game. Completely different teams, but different coaching staffs on both sides. But there is um, there's a little history here, and uh, we'll see what happens. I, I still think, y'all, that South Carolina has to be able to find some semblance of running the ball. Like I, I don't know necessarily if that means you got to run all over them. I think it is. Uh, it, it really, from a South Carolina perspective, kind of just stinks that Marshawn uh, is not at a hundred percent. Because even if he plays, you know, it's like like we've talked about all week, you're not 100%. This is a defense that he could have had a massive game against that I think really carried South Carolina. Now a, the honest gets put more on the other guys, obviously. And this is a game where they're they're obviously going to have to score, I think, we've said it all week long, um, you know, at least 30 points, I, I think, to have a shot. So, you know, we'll see. I, I don't know. I don't know if Carolina can protect well enough to just drop back and throw the football all game. But I think that's a key that goes beyond Spencer. Like, there are keys to Spencer's success that Spencer has very little control over in this game, I feel like. You look back at, you know, most comparable, I guess, games to this one, right? You kind of got to throw out the Georgia game. The game flow of that one, 
you just kind of throw out any trends that, uh, with Spencer or really the rest of the team. It was just out of hand so early. But if you look back at the Arkansas game, and that had some game flow issues too. I mean, Spencer threw for 377 in that game, but that's because you're you're playing from behind. I mean, you're down 21-3. You, you cut it to, what, 21-16 in the third, but now you've mm-hmm. got to go and you're rallying and, and you're not – you're calling more passes, but you're also kind of playing from behind because of how your defense is playing. So he attempted 39 passes in that game, throw for 377. Then you look at the Missouri game, he attempted 30 passes, uh, only 171 yards, and had the late interception in that game. But a couple trends – that I do think carry over maybe to this game is South Carolina didn't run the football effectively really in either of those games. Arkansas, that was a little bit more of game flow. And what did we say exiting the Arkansas game? Why didn't they run the football more? You know, they kind of they kind of got call. out of that. Well, and, and yeah, let's also remember that going into the Arkansas game, that that secondary had two fresh yep. injuries. It was yep. a, a thin unit anyway, and. and we all talked on this show. It's like maybe this is a game where Carolina does need to pass first because that might be where Arkansas's weakest. So it was part of the game plan and part of the game flow, even if it ultimately wasn't what people wanted to see. But but nonetheless, I think it's fair. You're exactly right. I think it is fair. Like we had hindsight right after that game. We we're going, well, God, when they ran the ball, they had some success. You know, maybe you're keeping Arkansas off the field a little bit because they were certainly uh, owning the time of possession and, and kind of dictating the flow of the game. I do think when you look at those two games, those two losses, um, you know, those are the two that are probably the most comparable to what South Carolina, you know, is going to need to do in this game to win, like the trends that they have to reverse. And so that is, you know, you're going to have to find some explosive passing like we saw against Arkansas. You're going to have to create some explosive plays, but you're also going to have to run the football. You know, I think against Arkansas and Missouri, whether it's by design or necessity, they leaned on the pass a little bit too much in those. I don't think Carolina can run the football this game if Marshawn's not there, which are, are we, is it safe to assume that Marshawn is not going to be the, uh, the fulcrum of Carolina's offensive game plan Saturday? I would say they would be foolish to make a game plan based around somebody who's probably not going to be at least, we know they're not going to be a hundred percent and probably not playing. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. CBS, either not healthy or not kind of up to speed on the offense. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Juju, you're not running between the tackles. J- J- I mean, J- he about fine. Three and a half yards to carry against Vanderbilt. It was a workmanlike effort. It got Carolina what they... I, I just think I always... I'm like run the football guy. I'm I formation guy. I always want to see this team in particular do that. 
and I think they are all going to be wasted plays. If anything, this is this is the game to embrace Mike Leach or you know the short passing game that Georgia and Missouri unleashed as an extension of your running game. I, Jaheim, if Jaheim Bell has 16 carries, Carolina's going to lose. If you're trying to feed Juju and CBS between the tackles, Carolina's going to lose. I just this is the most futile that a running effort has felt because Carolina, Carolina behind Marshawn does not have another good back who can shoulder the workload in an SEC game. And Carolina is the worst team, worse than Vanderbilt, worse than Kentucky, worse than Texas A&M at creating yards before contact in the rushing game. Dead last in the SEC. Running the football to me in this game is an exercise in futility, and I don't say that lightly. It's interesting that in all of Florida's SEC games, they have except for Kentucky. Somebody can fact check me. This is quick quick work. They have uh, given up a 100-yard rusher hmm. in every SEC game and gave up a 100-yard rusher to South Florida. So who is it for South Carolina? That That, that is the key question. Because I'm right? going to be shocked. that uh, They don't have a 100-yard rusher traveling to Gainesville right now unless Marshawn Lloyd's on that plane. Yeah, I mean, the Tennessee game, it was Hendon Hooker had 112 rushing yards. Jabari Small who's their starting running back, had 90. You go back to the Kentucky game, which Kentucky won that football game. They had an 80-yard rusher, Kavassier Smoke, but Nathaniel Pete from Missouri had over 100 yards. LSU had a 100-yard back. Georgia had a 100-yard back. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, that does go to, like, you look at, even you look at Florida's just overall defensive statistics and say, man, they've kind of struggled. Well, they've played LSU, Georgia, and Tennessee. All those teams have good offenses. Tennessee has a great offense. And Utah. Utah has a good offense. Kentucky has a good offense. At times, they have struggled more than they should have this year. So they played some good competition. And so that is the key. Like, there is a pretty substantial drop-off. I think we're all in agreement from when you trot Marshawn Lloyd out on the field versus, you know, whoever else you've got out there. The only issue I would to push back against that strategy of airing it out is that if we get into a three-and-out type of game with right. the other team wanting to run the ball, you're already having a week, a weaker running uh, defense. They want to run the ball. Now you get into a game where they just basically wear you down and, and, and pound you out for the game. So I und- I definitely see that as, as a path. Mm-hmm. Um. They're going to have to make a declaration. Yeah. Do they want to play this control type of game and try and bleed clock and shorten the game? Or are they just going to try and race them to 45 or whatever the case is? I don't yeah. And this is after after 10 games, it's still surprising that none of us really know which way that would go. Well, but but I, I think we all agree that neither of those is like really fits this team's skill set to win either one of those football games. But I'm looking, you know, when Carolina's offense has scored points like they did against Arkansas, like they did against Vanderbilt, which they might be able to do against a pretty porous Florida defense. Has it been consistent, long, sustained drives, even with Marshawn Lloyd? No. It's been quick strikes. It's a long touchdown pass to Juice Wells. It's, you know, a special teams play here or there that sets you up with some sort of short field position. Without Marshawn Lloyd, like, I don't even know if, like if you come in with a game plan, if you want to shorten the game, you want to limit possessions, you want to pick up first downs, Carolina hasn't done that when they have been at full strength. They're not at full strength. They don't have a back that's going to get those tough yards for them. The line hasn't been blocking for it. I feel like not only is it race to 45, but it's not race to 45 putting together drives. Like Carolina is just going to have to have like 15 explosive plays in this game, 20 explosive plays to hang in there. And I feel like to do that, it's just 
you brought Spencer Rattler in for a reason. Is he is he lacking confidence as a player in general? Has the system broken him? Is it all about pass protection? Whatever the reason is, you brought him in to win you this kind of football game. There's not a single other game that Carolina has won this season that they wouldn't have won with another quarterback. Spencer has won Carolina zero football games, in my opinion. I guess y'all can push back on that if you want to, but this is why you got Spencer. Huh? I would. What game? Uh, well, what are we comparing it to? Last season? Just like, let's just say replacement level, because frankly, Spencer hasn't even really been that compared to his SEC counterparts. Just like, who, who's the most average quarterback in the SEC right now? I think I think Carolina could have made more mistakes even against A&M in Kentucky, probably, and lost that game. Like, that's what we saw last season. They just, I, I guess I, I look at it in that light. Like, I compare it to last season um and of course even luke doty like maybe we could say if they play luke doty they win and lose the same amount of games mm-hmm. that could be fair could be fair um we, we don't really know a healthy luke doty. A healthy luke doty so we didn't have that last season to measure it against but we also saw some pretty poor quarterback play and offensive play in general last season so i don't know that's the difference Attention Medicaid members. With Absolute Total Care, you can get access to a large network of doctors, pediatricians, and OBGYNs near you. And whole health benefits for your whole family, including mental health support, free after-school programs, GED testing, and more. Plus, Absolute Total Care members earn dollar rewards for making healthy choices, like going to the doctor or getting a flu shot. Get Medicaid that covers more with Absolute Total Care. Go to wegetusc.com. I don't want to really go down that rabbit hole too much, but I, I'm not prepared to make that strong of a statement, I, w- I would say. Okay. Y'all let us know. 803-404-6100. What's, what's the game plan? What does Carolina need to do to pull the upset win? About an eight-and-a-half-point underdog tomorrow in Gainesville. Any thoughts or predictions on the game? Let us know. 803-404-6100. Love Chevy phone line, text line. You can get us on Twitter, too, at Pearson Fowler, at Coach P Tweets, at West Mitchell GC, at GC. Chris Clark still to come. Some buy or sell. And a few more thoughts on this matchup next. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. 21 minutes after 11 o'clock on a Friday morning, a little bit of a dreary Friday, uh, a weather, uh, some some weather going on here in downtown Columbia, but appreciate you making us a part of your morning here on 107.5 The Game. Pearson, Preston, Wes, Chris here with you, a lot of football, Carolina men's and women's basketball tonight, and of course it is Veterans Day, so happy Veterans Day to everyone that has served, everyone that is currently serving uh, here on 107.5 The Game. It's our Veterans Day contest, and um Basically what we're doing, and you do still have time if you go to our website or app and click on the Honor of Veteran image, you can just tell us about a veteran in your life and you'll be entered in for a drawing to win a pair of tickets to the Carolina-Tennessee game plus a parking pass. So you still have time to do it. The winner will be selected in the 5 o'clock hour on Heath Klein's show. So make sure you tune in for that. And uh, if you haven't yet had a chance to tell us about a veteran in your life, please do that on 1075thegame.com. Um, here's one that we got. Uh, somebody said uh, that their dad joined the Army at the age of 17. Wow, served 20 years, uh, did two and a half tours in Vietnam, was wounded when his plane was shot down, but still managed to make it home. Says uh, she was two years old when he finally retired, and she thanks God every day for her amazing dad and thanks him for all of his sacrifices. We appreciate all of that service, of course, and you for submitting that. I know a lot of people around here especially have veterans in their lives, so make sure you tell us 
about your veteran. We'll mention it here on 107.5 The Game, and you could have a chance to win a pair of tickets to go see that last home game of the season for South Carolina. Of course, uh, 107.5 The Game. Um, all right, back into some Carolina football thoughts. The Gamecocks taking on Florida, seemingly insurmountable. I don't know. Guys, like getting the hour of sleep back is amazing, but then it starts to get dark earlier. It's, it feels like it's been a bleak week. Is that just because people don't think Carolina's going to beat Florida, or is there some weather going on here too? A lot of weather. My, my mood's a little different, weather like this. You got to kind of make your own uh, fate. With I love weather. rainy days, but Day? the rain and huh. the darkness and the... I don't know. It's like it's it's been kind of a melancholy week for me personally, and I don't know if I don't know if that's contributing to like the seeming hopelessness going into the Florida game. I, I talked to somebody down in South Florida today who said it was like eighty two and sunny down there. Oh, that's nice. No, no signs of uh, any. Well, yeah, this, this is the like the tail end of the storm that was just down yep. there, I guess. Yep. So. Yep. Uh, we've heard from uh, TK Oriental Sam and Gamecock Larry, who both think Carolina will win tomorrow. That's pretty much it, though. Which is, I guess, brand for those guys. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe, maybe some of these folks on the text line, or excuse me, on the phone line, uh, are feeling better about Carolina's chances tomorrow in Gainesville. We'll start things there with Darren. What's up, Darren? Hey, fellas, how's it going today? Good. How are you? Hey, good. Listen, I'm gonna make an offensive line comment and a running back one, and I'm gonna take the comments off the air. First of all, the offense last week was that was a great offense they ran, but on the offensive line. One, Wanamaker needs to be in the game. And unlike you all, I am 100% not sold on Douglas and Jovan Gwynn. Them boys get beat too much. I mean, they get beat a lot. Now, on the running back, I think we forget about one guy that's on that roster that through the spring scrimmages and the fall, he's a load to bring down. And that's DJ Twitty. And I'll take the comments off there. All right, thanks for the call. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, no one on the offensive line has been particularly good. I, I feel like if there's anybody that's not been deserving of the criticism that the unit as a whole has gotten, it's been Gwen, who I feel like has had a solid season. I'm not a, I'm not a great evaluator of the offensive line, though, and uh, I don't even know who DJ Twitty is, so I'll turn that over to you guys. I don't, uh, I don't agree that the offensive line hasn't been good. They got whooped against Missouri. Um, the the whole offense did, but other than I think they've been quite solid for a lot a big stretch of the year. Javon Gwynn's been really good. What was he co or he's either co or SEC offensive lineman of the week? Um, Justin Step, Carolina's receivers coach, highlighted his effort on the on the DK Joiner play. My man was absolutely yeah. motoring down the field. I was about to mention that. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, I mean yeah. he was running like Full faster sprint. than the receivers and DBs <laughs> tracking that play down. It was crazy. Yeah, J- Javon's been, I think, really good. I-, I think that group has been solid um, for most of the season, pass protection or and and or run blocking. You know, the running back rotation is something that's been talked about a lot, so we've fielded a lot of questions on that, whether it's been Twitty, who's a walk-on, who came from East Tennessee, or um, the other ones that have come up, of course, have been Lavasia Carroll, mm-hmm. who's played in three games on special teams this year. Um, we've had a lot of questions about getting Rashad Amos, who's played on special teams involved. But the one, I think, I actually think people aren't talking about and could see some playing times, Dante Miller. Little Turbo. Yeah, Little Turbo, the walk-on from Columbia. Um, he's actually the guy that got in, I guess he would have been number four, I guess you could say, or maybe number five. Yeah, he's been the garbage the time season. back ahead of, yeah. ahead of Rashad and Lavasia. Yeah, so I mean, he's uh, he's someone that the staff has been kind of quick to 
point out as as a possibility for playing time as well. I guess when you're getting that deep into the running back rotation, though, that's I guess I guess that's what I'm going to double down on my uh, and and I hate using the passing game as an extension of the running game, but I just feel like you'd rather have the ball in Jalen and Jaheim and Juice's hands than any of your second, third, fourth, fifth string running backs at this point. But maybe that's just me. Even hey, Leggett out there, man, if you can get oh, him yeah. the ball, yeah. like he he is one of their better runners with the football. Um, now, you know, getting the ball with some room, uh, you know, it, it takes some effort, obviously, for a wide receiver. But um, I thought we saw that last week. Like, he is a natural runner of the football. You could kind of see his quarterback background from high school kind of taking over last week as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, this this is where you are. Like, I think we all we all wanted for South Carolina to have a top back emerge and for it to be obvious that, okay, this is your best guy. This is your, your running back. This is your dude. And um, we saw that with Lloyd, but with that comes their, the reality that if that guy is out, um, you know, you got some guys behind him that just are not uh, as good and, and not able to create things for themselves. And I, I think, um, you know, the, the honest gets put a little bit more on the O-line. This may be obvious to just create more room than they have to create for Lloyd. I think with Lloyd, we've seen once he got after maybe week two or so, once he kind of got settled in, it doesn't take much room for him to get positive gains. I, mm-hmm. I think the difference is with the other guys, you have to actually sort of block it up a little bit better and give them more room than uh, you know you have to with a guy like Lloyd who just has made so many people miss this year. Is it the football version of it's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all? Like at least Carolina, I, I, I think you can make a compelling case that if Carolina had not isolated Lloyd as the guy and leaned on him as heavily as they did down the stretch of so of some of those important SEC wins, they wouldn't be where they are right now. Like I get what you're saying. You, you would you would love to feel better about the other options now, but if Carolina had been running back by committee for the entire season, I don't think they'd be sitting here at six and three even. Yeah, I mean that. Like I said, that's what we we all wanted the top back to emerge, and that mm-hmm. has happened. Um, you know, the other side of that is that you have other guys who just a aren't as talented, but b haven't really had a bunch of opportunities to get into a rhythm, build confidence, um, stuff like that. I I think this is the week that Bell has a big game. Like, I, I think uh, however you use him, backfield, t- I mean, they the, the thing that also stinks about this for Carolina is that they've been, they being Florida, has been very bad at covering tight ends. So this would have been a week where you could maybe get him matched up um, – you know, sort of in those intermediate areas and, and make some things happen. But you may need him at running back this week. And But I I think with his size, a little added motiva- motivation because he's a former Florida commit as well. Um, I, I think this is the week where you feed Jaheim at running back, see what happens. And um, I, I think he can actually make some things happen against these guys because they have struggled to tackle people. Yeah, I was just wondering what the dilemma is for the coaches as far as Marshawn Lloyd's health. You know, obviously we're not talking about putting anybody's future in jeopardy or things like that, but mm-hmm. it seems like there's probably a decision to made to be made whether or not you hold him out for this game so he can be healthier for the stretch, mm-hmm. or do you play him now, barring even a serious injury, but knowing you're not going to have him at full strength probably for the rest of rest of the year, and that's. I mean, coaches all over the country are making these type of decisions, mm-hmm. and that seems like where they are sort of now. 
Well, let's tackle that on the other side, but it is interesting because the coaches, and I, and I believe that they believe this, but the coaches insist that it's just about the next game. In a situation like this, you are kind of forced to take a little bit of a longer view. So uh, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit on the other side, 803-404-6100. Any other thoughts that you have, matchups, predictions, wherever you want to take it as we wrap up our coverage of Carolina and Florida, 803-404-6100. We need longer bumper music. Welcome back in. It's about to start just beatboxing or something. Well, you know what? Like I, I've been needing the refresh imaging for a while, but when I'm trying to talk about fried chicken with you guys in the next room, and then you know I get like a 20 second bump back in, it doesn't doesn't help anybody. Welcome back God, in. Yeah, that chicken looked good though. It, yeah, it was it was it was really good. It turned out well. It was uh, J. Kenji Lopez Alt fried chicken recipe. He the godfather of pretty much everything, as far as I'm concerned. No offense to Brian Glenn, of course, the godfather or Marlon Brando, but. J. Kenji Lopez all kind of like... Or James Brown. Yeah, or James Brown. J. Kenji Lopez all like my personal messiah. That dude is the best. Anyway, um, all right, so let's see. Football, what else are we doing? Hey, uh, Chris needs to tell everybody how to upgrade. It, it is like the busiest season for sports ever. Which is amazing. There's only one way to keep up, and Chris has it for you. Well, and the thing is, we are talking about the weather, kind of crummy. So you're going to be inside a little bit more. So what that means is, and also, guys, e-learning today uh, for my kids back at home. Shout out to my wife and kids who are listening to the show I found out during the break and making fun of me. But when you're stuck at home, you are going to want a strong Internet signal because you've got two kids on Chromebooks, right? You uh, are working, presumably, on your own laptops. And then later, you're going to all be watching shows. You're going to be checking out all the sports. This, this weekend, of course, another great slate of college football and sports just in general so you want to hit up the guys my team at integrated media with michael and nathan they have been out to my home multiple times i was telling y'all the other day they went out to my neighbor shout out lee to his house and set up an awesome uh tv and wireless sound bar out on his uh screen porch as well we were enjoying uh actually the clemson notre game game out there the other night in addition to south carolina vanderbilt so awesome setup they can do the same for you whether it's home theater anything audio video they can help you pick your TV, uh, any of your devices, install it for you. Even if you need security and cameras, complete smart home solutions from Michael and Nathan and the team at Integrated Media. Give them a call, 803-948-8327, or visit their website at integratedmediainc.com. We have some more football to talk. We have some tickets to give away, but can we please give a quick shout-out I mean, you did there a little bit. We've got kids at home. We've got an educator in our presence. Quick shout out for how trash e-learning is. It's just like the worst thing that has ever happened ever. And and Chris, like you, like my wife's the one that's home and having to deal with it. But it's like pretty consistently like the worst day of the week slash month slash year. It's uh, it's tough. It is it is tough. Um, kids are well behaved, but uh, need help with some things. Part of my morning consisted on gluing popcorn um, to a piece of paper. That was good. That was fun. We when, had fun doing it. When school was canceled back in my day, that meant you didn't have school. Yeah, and I think we just need to get back to that. Probably so, it, it, and it doesn't work on either side because I guarantee no teachers are greatly excited about having the scrounge up whatever they had to yeah. scrounge up for e-learning so it's just yeah it's not like they're, they're off either yeah, nobody, meeting it, when, it's not great for anybody yeah but we, we need to we need to get away from this if we can here's my petition uh, i will also say so one of my favorite reads one of the smartest people on the internet is a guy is uh scott alexander i think is his name 
company, Star Astro Codex, now Astro Codex 10. He's a clinical psychiatrist and just has an incredible newsletter that's worth reading. But he wrote a long paper essay, basically, just about how children are a lot more resilient when it comes to missing time at school and like kind of catching back up. Basically, we don't need to continue to overcompensate with the e-learning, so I'll leave it there. But shout out to everyone who is stuck at home with their kids. Shout out to the teachers who are having to do the e-learning thing. Let's uh, let's let's kind of get away from this at yeah. some point in the near future. I'm, I mean, after seeing a, a lot of kids over a lot of time, majority of the time, they'll, they'll be all right. <laughs> they'll be okay. Yeah, they'll That's be kind of okay. just... They'll be fine. Just just leave the worksheets. It's all right. Okay. Um, football, 803-404-6100. Carolina's playing Florida. That's what everyone's here to listen to us talk about, not education policies. That's all right. Terry, you're up next on the Love Chevy phone line. What are you? What's on your mind, man? Hey, um, this is the first time I've been listening to y'all since, <laughs> since y'all started right there. So I moved, in, moved to Columbia in 72. But I want to talk about the quarterbacks a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. You were mentioning uh, uh, you didn't think anybody could do as good as, uh, you know, uh, and the other fellow mentioned that, uh, well, uh, last year they didn't look too good. Well, you never saw Doty at 100% last year, not once. Mm-hmm. Now, what he's done this year in two quarters that he's played uh, has been set. I thought he's done pretty good. Uh, he got, got the only touchdown against Georgia, although it was in the last. But, well, Rattler was in there with those those same people before he, they took him out. The biggest thing I have about it, he he's we need help in the running game. He's a runner also. Put him in, you automatically make it easier for the other running backs. But we haven't seen him but two, uh, but two quarters all year long. Uh, how's he supposed to get better for next year? At the beginning of the season, he was supposed to be as good as Rattler. It was up and up who was going to be the starting quarterback. And he's only played two quarters, in, and we played some sorry ball this year. And we couldn't get a couple series in for him to play to show what he can do. It's just strange to me how we can do that. And, and what do we have the biggest problem in our defense and running defense is we can't stop running quarterbacks. Look, look what the guy did last week in Missouri when they put him in. We had Missouri tied up. I put him in, and he almost – if we hadn't got that uh, lead, <laughs> they, they could have caught up with us right there just about mm-hmm. if they'd been playing the whole game like that. You know, that's just some things I see. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an athlete. played football, basketball, and baseball at three different high schools and started in every one of them up in North Carolina. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I know sports, and I'm a Carolina fan since 72, since I moved down here. I'm 72 years old now. And I've been a fan since I moved down here. And I've seen some good and bad. But that's just some observations I've seen. And I just like your comments on them. I don't hear much about that right there. I just, what's he and Another thing, they said, oh, Rattler's only going to be here for a year. Well, I guarantee you the only place he's going to play uh, next year is right here again because ain't nobody going to take him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got, still got nine games in. He's got more interceptions than touchdowns. Yeah, I don't know. T- I just uh, you know that's just some. I don't know. I'll, I'll just I get disheartened when it doesn't seem like he's been given a fair chance. That's the biggest thing I did, and, and he he's put his time in right there, and he's tried. But I I can't believe he hasn't put in for the uh, the, the portal. Tell you the truth, well, Terry, I would have if I was him. I, yeah. I really appreciate the call, and and I think you hit on some some interesting points there. I, I'm also surprised at once Carolina brought Spencer Rattler, and I, I think maybe a lot of Carolina fans maybe holding their breath, waiting for that because it just it it. It's not uh, a very common thing to hold on to multiple, like, four- to five-star quarterbacks on any given roster because everybody wants to play. Everyone's interested in transferring. I think that's probably a credit to Luke Doty being willing to to kind of wait his turn. And, and, Wes and Chris, I know you have talked about this a lot this year, actually, just how uh, how interesting his, uh, his college years have been and how he's never really had an opportunity because of injury, playing wide receiver, now playing behind Rattler, that this could long-term be of benefit to him. But I, I said it a couple weeks ago, I, I was willing to see Carolina – Go ahead and throw Luke out there. I don't know if this is the game 
to do it. But I'll say if I could rewind to the beginning of the season, knowing everything that I know right now about this football team, I would love to see Carolina just run like old Georgia Tech triple option with Luke Doty, Marshawn Lloyd, and Jaheim Bell. Like I would just like to see that every single play because that might have been more functional than the offense that we've seen for chunks of this year. Yeah, I mean, and I think there, there's a lot to unpack there, Terry. Um, like you covered a lot of ground with that call. Um, I'll say this. I, um, I I do sort of agree with the concept of, yeah, getting Luke some carries or getting him in there to sort of maybe make the defense uh, be concerned with the running quarterback. I, I think there's something to be said for that. It seems like right now their approach, um, at least just basing on what we saw last week, is that uh, the carry-on is going to get those snaps uh, if you sort of look at it um, kind of a, as a wildcat package where you're sort of being a change of pace, not necessarily subbing out your quarterback to, to just go have a drive, but just in particular situations. So that that's their decision there. I, um, you know, I think not to speak for Luke, but just from what I have heard, uh, the reason Luke has not done like a lot of quarterbacks and hit the portal is just he is happy at, at South Carolina. Like, I think he's genuinely happy. This is not like one of those press conference things. Like, um, you know, I, I think this year has been productive for him. Would you have liked to have seen him have the opportunity to get in there in some real game time, obviously. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll kind of push back with the idea that um, preseason – Nobody was talking about there being a quarterback competition like that. That wasn't that's revisionist history. I think, um, you know, it was kind of always Rattler's that was, that was job. locked up by the end of spring. Yeah, that was always sort of Rattler's job. Um, but yes, Luke has not gotten a almost said a fair shot. That's not that's not fair to anybody over there. He has not gotten his opportunities throughout his career because, like we've talked about, he was having to play wide receiver. The first uh, however many weeks of his freshman year, he he was not healthy last year. So some things have just gone against him. But, um, you know, I'm sure Luke Doty, um, I believe, has used this year to his benefit to uh, to finally actually, uh, it appears like he, he may even have a chance to, to redshirt. So, um, you know, I, I think ultimately this may be a beneficial year for him. And I, I agree with the thought that, hey, Rattler came in possibly as a one-year guy, but now um, the opportunity for him to come back and, and have a second year is clearly going to be there. And it felt like, Terry, there was a little bit of like, I don't know if disdain is the word, but there was a little bit of just a negative vibe to Rattler's year, whereas it has not been what we all thought it was going to be. But also I think there's been a lot that has gone against Spencer Rattler that um, was very much out of his control on the field this year. Yeah, and you look at, um, I mean, we did mention, I mean, when we were talking about last year in the quarterback play, Wes brought up the fact that Luke Doty was not 100% the entire year. So we did at least try to properly contextualize that. And I agree. I mean, look, I think we also got to remember, you know, it, it is very easy to say, I oh, will just, you know, throw in the next guy. Um, that's always easy to say. We we don't know, you know, how is practice going? Is it? a benefit, like Wes is saying, for Luke to finally be able to actually be in one room for the entire year and to bide his time and to be able to learn. I think that's a positive for him. And so I think, you know, you always balance those things. You always have hindsight after a game, after a season. But I think that's a positive for him. Um, and it's not just about getting Luke experience for next season, too. That That is a part of maybe your thinking, but – you are trying to win football games this year, too. And so we can all argue 
hey, if Luke was playing more, which I've advocated, I think we've all advocated for, it wouldn't be a bad idea to get him involved. Mm. Um, but you are trying to win football games now, in the here and now as well. Terry, appreciate the call. 803-404-6100. Any final thoughts that you guys have on the game, get us in the Love Chevy phone line or the text line. We'll wrap things up with a little buy or sell next. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by... You hear that? That's the sound of fresh bacon sizzling on the grill here at Eggs Up Grill. Hear that? That's one of our new delicious grilled melt sandwiches. And that's a burger hot off the grill ready to be served. Mm-hmm. And that's the sound of it being served. At Eggs Up Grill, we serve tasty lunches like mac and cheese bowls, sandwiches, salads, wraps, plus all our delicious brunch dishes. Here you go. Enjoy your lunch. Hear that? That's us being happy to see you. Eggs Up Grill. It's everything to make you smile. Firehouse Subs. Founded by firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. 11.52. Happy Pride Talk, everybody. A couple of minutes left here on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour here. Get to some buy or sell in just a minute. But Chris has been eagerly awaiting the moment to announce a, a ticket winner or yeah. a pair of ticket winners. Very excited. Just one ticket winner for a pair of tickets. Okay, there you cool. go. All right. Uh, recently, GamecockCentral.com teamed up with the fine folks here at 107.5 The Game for a USC-Tennessee game ticket giveaway and so the lucky winner is our buddy tom richter congratulations tom um thomas the venerable josh yellman will be sending you your tickets uh shortly we have your email so appreciate you uh joining the contest and congratulations on winning yeah congrats thanks for playing man speaking of playing wes you ready to play a little buy or sell i am indeed are you ready no no but continue Okay, so Buy or Sell is brought to you by my good friend, Kendall Walsh. Uh, you may know her as Kendall Belt when she was with the Gamecock Club. She now works with the Moore Company, uh, buying and selling houses, uh, 803-414-3590. Work with Walsh at gmail.com, at work with Walsh on the Twitter. Um, give her a call. She'll help you out if you're trying to sell, sell or buy a home. Um, all right, guys. Anthony Richardson Rushes Bye. for, uh, we'll see. I if we go a hundred, I think, I think y'all are all gonna buy. Let's say Anthony Richardson rushes for over a hundred and twelve yards. Woo. Why 112? That was an interesting number. Well, I was trying to ease on up over a hundred because okay. I, I feel like a hundred y'all are gonna y'all are gonna all buy, and it needs to be. It needs to at least make you think about it. Can I give this stat just to... Are you going to say it's close? Nope. Yes, go ahead. Anthony Richardson, if he does so, 112 yards rushing would would be be the the highest highest of of the season. So he had an 80-yard rush and didn't get to 112. That is interesting. That would be very like Carolina, though, to give up somebody's highest rushing total of the season. I guess these are sack-adjusted totals because that's a stupid statistic. Um, What was the 80-yard rush? What game was that in? Didn't he have an 80-yard... Last well, last week I thought seventy eight yards rushing last week. Oh, this is the long. Oh, hold on, here we go. The eighty one yarder was against LSU, and he finished with one hundred nine hundred rushing yards. Okay, um, yeah, let's keep it there. One twelve. Who's buying? Who's selling? Sell. Oh, a surprise, Preston. So, I've gone too high. I feel like. 
I'm going to sell it. I'll buy it. How, how? All right, let's let's talk it out real quick. What what threshold would make y'all buy a hundred? I I said ninety nine. <laughs> One dollar. <laughs> I would buy. I would buy a uh, eighty. You wouldn't buy. Wow, By the I way, I don't, what did Kentucky high. do on defense? Six rushes for four yards for Anthony Richardson. Well, that that, was, that, that was one thing that uh, the Gators Online guys were talking about is they've kind of had to tell Richardson, like, hey, man, you can keep keep <laughs> this thing more. Please like, run. You, yeah. Don't be so – don't be such a good teammate. Like, carry this thing. Um, Jaheim Bell will rush for 68 yards or more. Bye. Sell. Sell. All right. You – Sell. sell, 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 sell. I bought. Chris, Chris bought. bought. I'm buying. Um, I wish I had made this my prediction on Gamecock Central. Yeah, Jaheim Bell is going to have the best rushing game of his career. Stone cold lock. Which could still be what? Fifty seven yards, fifty eight yards. It's going to nah. be sixty eight or more. Yes. Yeah, when be that, when Preston and I are right about selling this on Monday, can we officially stop hearing about Jaheim Bell the running back? Nope. Can we just put that to bed? No. Yes, and uh, when Chris and I are right, then we get to talk about it every day. Yeah, Deal? please do. Shake hands. <laughs> please do. This is uh, this, this is two straight years of this guy I, not I being as good as I partially put that in there I, just to get Pearson fired I, I, up. I, I feel pretty uh, good about my stance here, considering uh, considering the track record. Continue. Okay, South Carolina men's basketball mm. will defeat the Clemson Tigers tonight, <laughs> right over there at Colonial Life Arena. By the way, the line on this game is like it's like a pick 'em basically. Yeah. Lamont Paris' first opportunity to make Gamecock fans love him. I'm buying only if he stays <laughs> consistent in wardrobe. Mm. So the long sleeve quarter zip, black again. I'm maybe that's what we're trying to figure out. But we found we figured out his wardrobe. I'm gonna get in on the group text with you and mm-hmm. Kev Roche mm-hmm. and Langston. Mm-hmm. Bye, bye, bye. How much time we got left? Here? Like we're we're out of time. we're out of time. Okay, all right. One more. South Carolina will defeat Florida. Sell. So, dang. Wait, let me let me give you let me give you an interesting one that you're gonna have to think about because you asked me for a confusing one and I thought of one. Car- buy or sell, Carolina's men's basketball team will make more field goals than South Carolina will score points in the football game against Florida. You asked for a confusing one. That's what I came up with. Uh, how, how many field goals does a basketball team make in a game? It dep- and it depends on how many threes. I mean, t- um. <laughs> Buy. Buy the basketball? Sure. Yep. <laughs> sure. Sell. Sell. No idea. Yeah, I just, Wes asked for a confusing Sell. One. I had to think yeah, about it. I don't you, know. You, you did a good job yep. with that. Yep. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you all for listening. That's Thank all you, we Kendall have time Walsh. for. We'll be back on Monday to talk men's basketball, women's basketball, football. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Happy Veterans Day. And the halftime show is coming up next. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler. This has been in the works for a while. We're really excited to officially have the Gamecock Central Hour. Chris Clark. And JJ has accepted an invite to the Senior Bowl already, which is awesome. Uh, the Reese's Senior Bowl. And Wes Mitchell. Um, I think he's well above 200 into like a 210 range. Uh, um, a dude in the weight room, too, like from a strength standpoint. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Game. 
Two minutes after 11 o'clock, it's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Pearson Fowler here, Preston Thorne, Wes Mitchell, Chris Clark on a football Friday, a basketball Friday, a Veterans Day Friday. It is also 11-11. Um, do y'all get excited about that? Like, I, I remember when it was 11-11-11. was like something. Join Hala Taha for actionable advice from the brightest minds in the world on the Young and Profiting Podcast. Author and academic Arthur Brooks on what success isn't. The husband was confessing to his wife that he might as well be dead. And I'm thinking, whoa, what's wrong with this guy? I turn around to get a look, and it turns out to be one of the most famous men in the world. The world tells you that if you are profiting, money, power, pleasure, fame, you're going to be happy. And that's a bogus formula. The Young and Profiting Podcast, wherever you listen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.